Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I just wanted to let you know about two opportunities that are coming up at Body Metrics. March is National Nutrition Month, and we are super excited for all of these fun things planned. First off is Jumpstart. Jumpstart is our six-week health and weight loss program, and it starts March 13th at 7 p.m. This virtual program includes all things nutrition and includes exercise programs, meal plans, and a lot of accountability. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you head over to bodymetricshealth.com to sign up. Second, we're offering a challenge this month. And this year we're doing a plant challenge. We are challenging you to see how many different types of plants you can put in your diet each week. Again, for more information on this free challenge, head over to bodymetricshealth.com. Today we are talking about nutrition for your cycle. So unfortunately for my male listeners, um, this one's not going to apply to you personally or for my uh, listeners that have already gone through menopause, but I am pretty sure most men and most women that have gone through menopause know somebody who has not gone through menopause yet and could find that this information would be helpful for them. So you can still stay and listen to see how you can support that uh, woman in your life uh, or just refer them to this podcast to listen to. Either of them works. Uh, Before I get into it, though, I have to tell you this story because this just happened to me the other day. And I'm like, you know what? This kind of goes along just with, you know, being a mom and being a woman and, ugh, I cannot believe this even happened. So the other day, I'm walking my girls to the bus stop. They still want me to walk them to the bus stop, which it's not a big deal. It's right outside my house. And we're sitting there waiting, and the bus pulls up, and it's a different bus driver. It's a sub, which we always have subs, so this is not anything new. And the girls get on the bus. The guy was so sweet and kind to them. He's like, hey, girls, ready for a great day? And I'm like, oh, he's nice. And... As the bus is pulling away, I don't know why I even think to do this, but I just saw the bus number and I saw it said 797 and my girls ride bus 799. I'm like, well, that's weird. Usually if it's another bus, like say the bus broke down, they put a sign in the window or the bus driver holds up a sign that says, I'm here for route 799. I'm like, well, that's weird. He didn't do that. But maybe he forgot. You know, maybe he's new. I don't know. And so I start to walk up the driveway and a bus stops in front of my house with a sign that says $7.99. And at this point, I am really confused because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, what did, what did I just do? Did, what bus are the girls on? They're on $7.97. And, and here's another bus that's claiming that they're on the route for 799. 
what did I just do? And so I'm standing at the bus stop. I'm looking at this guy, like all confused. Well, I'm not standing at the bus stop. I'm standing halfway at my driveway. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, all right, I guess I will call the school. And because I don't know who was that first guy. I mean, he looked nice, but for all I know, he's like kidnapping my kids and, and taking them to another state. So I call the school and I'm like, listen, I, it's probably nothing, but this is just really weird. And can you please just call me as soon as the girls get to school? Like this is their homeroom teachers. Like, can you please call me? And the, even the secretary at the school was like, yeah, that's really weird. She's like, well, do your girls have phones? I'm like, no, we don't do phones until the kids turn 15. And she said to me, she's like, well, was it a Custer's bus? Because Custer's is the the busing company that our school district uses. And I just started laughing. I'm like, I don't know. I said, the bus was yellow. That is all the information I can give you. And it was $7.97. And the guy was really nice. But I don't know who he is. And so she's like, well, unfortunately, I can try to reach out to the bus company. But this is you know, it's really busy during the route. And if it is a substitute, he might not pick up the phone. And I don't know if I want him on the phone. I'm like, no, I get that. But my girls are the first stop. So they have about a 35 minute ride, even though my school is maybe 15 seconds away. (laughs) But they're the first stop. So they have to pick everybody else up. And um, yeah, Thank goodness I get a phone call around nine o'clock saying your girls are here. They're in their homerooms. Everything's great. Apparently the bus uh, company dispatched two substitute drivers for the same route that day. But oh my goodness, it was scary. It was really scary because I'm thinking 35 minutes till we figure this out. The girls could be halfway to another state. And then we're, it's going to be so much harder to find them. And so I did a lot of praying. I wanted to call Jim at work, but he was in with a client. So I just had to like suck it up and pace the house until the school called. And thankfully it all worked out. But what are the chances of two buses showing up at your house? And uh, the thing that was just the craziest was that the second bus held up the sign. So... I felt like the worst mother. I should have probably just gotten in my car and and followed them, but till it dawned on me what was going on because I was just so confused. It all ended well, but just as your public service announcement, make sure your kids are on the right bus. Make sure they're going to the right school because clearly I will just put them on any bus that stops at my house. The only thing that I said to myself that comforted myself the whole time was if this was Jim, He would have just put them on the bus. He wouldn't have even known what their bus number is. So, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. He would have done the same thing. And that was my source of comfort. So for better, for worse, it is what it is. (sighs) Being a mom is hard, right? It's really hard sometimes. It shouldn't be, but it is most times. Today, we're going to talk, though, about eating for your cycle. So, Interestingly enough, specific foods can affect your energy levels, your mood, and they can even affect your period symptoms. So we want to talk about the four different phases of the menstrual cycle today and what foods and nutrients are really important in each phase so that you can be your healthiest self. So you can even maybe decrease some of those uncomfortable period symptoms if you're experiencing them and 
even help with regulating your period. Now, I'm not saying that food is the end-all answer in period regulation. Obviously, there are a lot of factors that go into that, different hormones, but if we can do our part through nutrition, then it's easier for us to rule out other um, other symptoms or other conditions that might be present and affecting your cycle. I also want to note that restrictive diets can absolutely impact the production and regulation of sex hormones, and that can result in a regular period. So if you have been dieting for a very long time or you are engaged in a very restrictive diet, it absolutely is going to mess with your sex hormones, your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone. So we really need to make sure that the base of our diet is as healthy as it can be. Your cycle can affect nutrient levels in your body. So again, we want to have that baseline of really sound nutrition, whole grains, lean proteins, fruits, vegetables, seeds, nuts, and legumes. We want them to be a big player in your diet, not something that just shows up from time to time because, again, it can cause problems. Now, the average menstrual cycle is... Well, it averages about 28 days. And there's four phases that specifically we're going to talk about. The menses phase, the follicular phase, ovulation, and the luteal phase. And your needs can change during your cycle. You know, example, when you're in the luteal phase and your estrogen levels are really high, your body is less reliant on glycogen stores and burns fat for fuel. That's interesting. That's helpful to know. It may also be the time when you're increased food cravings and you might need some more protein intake. So like I said, we're going to go through all these phases today. Uh, I'm also going to talk about what exercise may feel best in your body at the different phases. So this one's going to be a fun one. And let's start with the menses phase because this is about five days. So if we count day one as the day that you first get your period, uh, the menses phase is going to last for about five days. The average period lasts about five days. This is when you're bleeding due to the shedding of your uterine lining in the absence of pregnancy. This is actually getting your period. What we want to focus on during this phase in terms of nutrition is iron. And the reason why we focus on iron so much is because you're losing blood, especially if you have a heavy flow. I know so many women who really struggle with heavy, heavy periods. It's very uncomfortable. And because they're losing so much iron in their blood, they feel weak, they feel tired, they feel exhausted. Um, Some women even need to do iron supplements. Some women need iron infusion. So there's different levels of of therapy, I'll call it, uh, depending on what your iron levels are at. And that is something that you can test through blood work. So when you have your period, we want to really focus on iron-rich foods. So specifically, dark green leafy vegetables, nuts, beef, chicken, turkey, beans, clams, and dark chocolate. All right. Dark chocolate should not be your first source of iron, but it can be a source for you if you're looking for something sweet those five days. 
All right. So really though, put the emphasis, put the emphasis on those dark green leafy vegetables, beans, and then some of those animal proteins, which are going to be really high in iron. Next, we come to the follicular phase. And the follicular phase is really what we call day one to 14. All right. So you have your menses, which is actually the period, but then from one to 14 is the follicular phase. And this is where estrogen levels start to rise. And the reason why they increase is to grow a uterine lining to prep for pregnancy. All right. So the body tends to rely more on carbohydrates for energy versus fat or protein. So let me say that again. In the follicular phase, the estrogen levels start to rise and the body tends to rely more on carbohydrates for energy versus protein or fat. All right. They're trying to grow that lining. They're trying to prepare for a baby. And so we want to have access to uh, energy as quickly as possible. And carbohydrates are the body's way to do that. So when you are in this phase of your cycle, we ideally want to choose complex carbohydrates. Complex carbohydrates is another fancy way of just saying we want high fiber carbs. All right. We don't want quick, easy digested sugars. We want those complex fibers that aren't going to spike our blood sugar and help us feel full for a really long time. So I want you to think of whole grains, multigrain, starchy vegetables like peas and edamame and fruits with the skin on it. So don't be peeling your apples. I want the skin on the apples too. Uh, we also want to make sure at this phase we're drinking lots and lots of water. So whenever you have an increase in hormones, and remember the follicular phase is where your estrogen levels are increasing, uh, it's going to impact your hydration levels. So really make sure you're putting an emphasis on drinking your water. Remember, carry that water bottle with you wherever you go. If it's helpful, put a straw as your lid because you'll tend to drink more through a straw than having to unscrew a lid. Uh, really focus on water during this phase because as your hormones change, they impact your hydration status. All right, so first five days, we're going to focus mostly on iron-rich foods. And then in the first 14 days, we're going to focus on a lot of those complex carbohydrates, those high-fiber carbs. So beans, great source of fiber. Uh, whole grains, great source of fiber. Uh, blackberries, raspberries, pears, great source of fiber. Potatoes with the skin, perfect. Soybeans, perfect. Pick them. Have these be the base of your diets days 1 through 14. And then we get to day 14, which is ovulation day. And sometimes ovulation can last a few days, but we're just, for the most part, we're going to call it like day 14. This is the day you ovulate. This is where the egg is released from the ovary and travels down the fallopian tube for potential fertilization. All right. You may notice a rise in your body temperature when you ovulate. Some people can feel when they ovulate. They might have like a little bit of a cramp. Some people will complain of pain or stiffness in their hips. 
during this phase. And really what our body needs from a nutrition standpoint is we need low glycemic carbohydrates. So still needing those high fiber carbs, but we also need essential fatty acids and we need a antioxidant rich diet. All right, that's where we need lots of nutrients in our diet because this is where the magic's happening. It's ovulation, we're hoping to make a baby. So we need all the nutrients on deck and in, you know, in supply so our body can draw on them to do all the hard work. We also need increased levels of vitamin D at this stage and folic acid. So it's really important, especially for the women that are looking to get pregnant, that you're taking your prenatal vitamin because, again, we want to make sure all these nutrients are in place and accessible for your body to use them. When it comes to those essential fatty acids, foods that are going to help with this are salmon, flaxseed, chia seed, and walnuts. Those are really high in fatty acids. Um, for the antioxidants, we want to choose things like blueberries and blackberries and those dark green leafy vegetables. We also want to pick like the really vibrant uh, reds and oranges in things like sweet potatoes and cherries. Um, we just want those dark, deep colors. When you hear antioxidants, I want you to think dark, deep colors. Uh, in terms of keeping the glycemic index down, again, fruits, vegetables, beans, uh, low-fat dairy can even help with that. And for folic acid, we want spinach and asparagus. Think green vegetables, which double for your, um, what was I going to say there? So your dark green vegetables, they work for the iron, but then the dark green vegetables like your spinach and asparagus, they work for folic acid. And then for your vitamin D, vitamin D isn't really met through your diet. Uh, we usually say you're going to get the majority of your vitamin D through sunlight exposure, but salmon, fortified milk, and eggs do have some vitamin D in it. Uh, but that one you're probably going to need to make sure you're taking through a supplement as well. Foods are not your best source of vitamin D. They're a source, but because they're in such lower numbers, it's really, really hard, if not impossible, to get the amount of vitamin D you need through food. All right. So again, day 14, this is where we want to focus on essential fatty acids, antioxidants, we want to keep those carbohydrates as complex as possible and then focus on essential nutrients like vitamin D and folic acid. And then last, we have the luteal phase, which is day 14 to 28. And this is where the body starts preparing for menses. Protein levels start to rise. Uh, or not protein, I said the wrong word, progesterone levels start to rise to maintain the uterine lining. The body is prepping for pregnancy. So this is where you actually tend to burn fat. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you'll start to burn fat for energy and protein will break down at a faster rate. So again, body is either preparing to have a baby or it's preparing for menstruation again. It's the cycle. And so during this phase, we want to really um, focus on healthy fats, things like fish and nuts and avocado. And because protein is broken down at a faster rate, 
it's really a great idea to focus on extra protein rich snacks. So things like cottage cheese and low fat Greek yogurt and nuts uh, are really good options for you. The reason we want to focus on cottage cheese and, and Greek yogurt is calcium foods are a really great option at this time in your cycle. And so in addition to dairy products, you can choose foods like tofu and white beans or dark green leafy vegetables and even magnesium. So great sources of that are pepitas, which are pumpkin seeds and cashews, and maybe even a little bit of that dark chocolate. When you're in the luteal phase, avoid skipping meals. All right. I want you to aim to eat consistent meals throughout the day, even if that means eating smaller meals throughout the day and focus on adding fiber, protein and healthy fats to all your meals to manage your blood sugar. This is really important because we want to avoid cortisol spikes that contribute to mood swings. Because again, right before your period, this is where you might be getting those wicked PMS symptoms. And if we can keep your hormone levels as consistent as possible as they're moving up and down based on where you're at in your cycle, it's going to help stabilize your mood more. So um, keeping that fiber, healthy fats, and protein every time you eat will keep your blood sugar levels in check, which will therefore keep your cortisol levels more in check. All right, cortisol raises your blood sugar. So we need to do what we can through food to help offset that. And there you go. Those are the four different phases when we talk about a menstrual cycle and which foods to focus on depending where you're at in your cycle. But I also told you at the top of the podcast, I was going to share with you exercise for your cycle. I get this question sometimes, like what exercise is best depending on where I'm at in my cycle? So just as, you know, first up, before we get into the four different phases again, there is no medical reason to avoid exercise at any of the phases of your cycle. In fact, some studies can show that exercise can decrease cramps. So I know a lot of times when you don't feel good and you're crampy, you just want to lay fetal in a bed with a heating pad. I totally, totally get that. But movement can actually help decrease your cramps. So even if you can just go for a walk and it doesn't have to be a long walk, you might find that long term you feel better. So let's again start with the menses phase. This is where progesterone and estrogen are at their lowest, but this is also where you may feel at your lowest. You have decreased energy and decreased motivation. So this is where low intensity cardio can be really helpful. Even things like yoga and Pilates, swimming, casual bike riding and walking are gonna be your best options. Again, you may not feel like moving, and that's okay. That's understandable. But just telling yourself, I'm just going to go for a light 15 minute walk during those first five days is really going to help you feel better and boost your mood. So if you can't get to your kickboxing class, perfectly okay. But that doesn't mean you can't go for a walk instead. All right. Then during the follicular phase, this is where estrogen starts to rise. If you remember from before, So this is where you're going to notice a pickup in energy levels. And so HIIT training, strength training with heavier weights, 
running, dancing, boxing. These are going to be great activities during this next phase because you're going to have the energy levels to match. In the ovulation phase, the estrogen is similar to the follicular phase. So again, kickboxing, running, rowing, this is where you want to go for it because you're going to feel so great. As estrogen rises, so does your energy level. So use it. Give yourself that reason. I actually was doing some research on somewhere else, um, and someone mentioned that you get a surge of testosterone during menses and ovulation. And so I actually now look forward to more strength training in my routine and before, if I'd like be day one on my period, I'd be like, Ugh, I don't want to do anything. I just want to curl up in a ball or maybe do a little bit of yoga. But now with understanding there's a surge of testosterone that day, I'm like, I'm probably the strongest I'm ever going to be for the month on those two days. So I definitely want to be doing some type of strength training those days to capitalize on my hormones. Sometimes it's just a little shift that you need in your thinking to create more motivation. Sometimes when you realize, oh, I'm actually strong on these days instead of weak. I feel weak, but I'm actually strong. That's all you need is that different perspective to get you out there and doing the things that make you feel good. So um, again, ovulation phase, go for it. Very similar to follicular phase. Do those high intensity exercises. You're going to have the energy to do it. And then the luteal phase, again, this is about a two-week phase. Progesterone levels are going to start to increase, which also means you may see a slight increase in fatigue, so lower energy. Ligaments can become looser and more elastic, making exercise like yoga easier. So you may want to pay attention to that and see if you feel like, you know, your hips open up a little bit more, you have more flexibility during the, the luteal phase. In a 2020 study, it uh, showed that the increase in body temperature in this phase can lead to discomfort on high-impact exercises like running. So you just may feel more comfortable sticking with those lower-impact classes like yoga or maybe even swimming. The biggest advice that I can give you during any of the phases is listen to your body. Your body is a wealth of information and it will tell you exactly what you need. All you have to do is listen. It really is remarkable. I don't know how many times I tell my clients, I have to reintroduce you to you. I have to help you learn your body's cues and its signals so that you can actually meet the needs instead of just throwing random things at it and hoping it works. Like our bodies are just so cool. Like when you think about the intricacies and what has to come together so that we can show up and thrive and function the way we want to every day, it's just, it's a miracle. It truly is a miracle. And so, um, yeah, we, like we want to use our bodies. We were called for a purpose and we want to use them in the way that, you know, we were placed here on earth to do. And so listening to your body, moving it 
giving your body good sound nutrition so that you have the energy and resources to to feel good whether you're trying to get pregnant whether you're not trying to get pregnant there's lots of ways that your body can lead you to figure out how can you best meet the needs so something like this uh, podcast can be helpful when you're trying to figure that out. If I can give you those little tips along the way and make things a little easier for you, I'm happy to do that. All right. So we need your recipe of the week. And I found this comforting mushroom pasta in a brown butter sauce because sometimes, you know, depending on where you're at in your cycle, you just may need comfort. And so if you're going to put comforting in the title of the recipe, then I'm going to pick it. And I love mushrooms. They're just so hearty and they're, I don't know, they're meaty. I just, I love mushrooms so much. Uh, Ben is the only kid in my family that doesn't like mushrooms. So I do tend to cook with them a lot. This is such an easy recipe. You're going to be like, wow, this one's not complicated at all, but it is delicious. So for this, you're going to need about, uh, this one serves two. So if you need to double or triple, Uh, You need about a half a pound of pasta, so eight ounces of pasta. Uh, I usually use a rigatoni here, but feel free to use what feels good to you. Maybe some medium shells would work. Uh, Four tablespoons of unsalted butter. Twelve ounces of mixed mushrooms like cremini and shiitake. Go ahead and slice them. Four garlic cloves minced. Some freshly cracked black pepper and a third of a cup of grated Parmesan cheese. You're just gonna bring a pot of water to a boil and cook the pasta according to the package directions. And while the pasta is cooking, you're gonna make the mushrooms and butter sauce. So heat a large skillet over medium heat and add the four tablespoons of butter. Let it bubble and begin to brown. So this is like you're making butter noodles. You're gonna let it brown and turn that really nutty brown color You'll know it's ready because you'll smell it. And then go ahead and stir in the mushrooms and cook occasionally, stirring occasionally, not cook occasionally, cook and stir occasionally until the mushrooms soften and begin to brown. So about five, six minutes. And then go ahead and stir in the garlic and a little bit of salt and pepper. And then easy enough, just add the pasta back into the skillet, toss it all together and stir in the Parmesan. And that's it. A warm comfort meal. If you are gluten-free, you can always do a rice noodle or you can do a chickpea pasta. Or even if you're not gluten-free, if you want more protein and more fiber, go ahead and choose a bean pasta or a red lentil pasta. uh, Or even choose, again, a whole grain pasta for that extra fiber. There you have it, guys. Eating for your cycle and a healthy, comforting meal as well. I hope you have a fantastic week as always, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Body Metrics Health. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website 
and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.